0: Welcome to the number six episode of Daz and Dave Conversations in Music. You're joining Darren and David on this special part two episode of the Record Store Day specials. In the first one, we had Ian Gosling from the Vinyl Revival store. So we saw Record Store Day from the perspective of a shop owner. And on this episode, we have Alan Jones, who's a regular to be found outside of the record stores at a ridiculous o'clock time on on any given record store day Before we start with episode six of conversations in music this is a reminder to leave any feedback and comments that you have for us on our facebook page Daz and dave and where you are listening to us whether it's in soundcloud spotify or apple music please do follow us and if possible if there's a chance to leave a rating you know what to do let's go on with the show really good okay so let's so let, let's let's welcome alan to the podcast so just to setup, really for for today's conversation is that it, it, we're recording this at half past nine on a saturday morning um pre-covid this was due to be record store day obviously that's now been postponed and uh, darren and i are delighted to be joined by alan jones who is a regular participants i don't know is there a special name for people to take part in these alan i'm not sure
1: oh um nuts yeah yeah
0: infatuated yeah many uh, of those order um, yeah absolutely so look, we'll, we'll, we'll actually come on to the record story day itself and we'll, we'll try and recreate what it would have been like several hours ago, um, queuing. Mm. And it wouldn't have been a great day for doing it, but we can talk about that then. Before we get into that, let, let's have a chat about yourself, Alan, and your uh, how you came to music, where you started listening to it. I might have seen fairly regular posts about the record store in Tembe that you used to go to.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well... Um, my first little recollection of music I'm told was um, I used to sit on the potty uh, listening to what I called the band, right? Um, which was, um, you know, a portable transistor radio. And... Mm-hmm. and I think that's my earliest recollection of finding that listening to music was was great. I, you know, I, that's my earliest recollection.
0: Um,
1: which uh, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But that's what I'm told. Ugh.
0: Listening
1: to the listening to the band,
0: brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> and, and you and I are about a similar age, aren't we? So we're, we're talking. Early 60s, that would have been probably just pre-Beatles, uh, when you were on the potty anyway.
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, I mean, aside from that, um, yeah, my sister was certainly a Beatles fan, and also my brother was into music. Um, my sister, I remember having, she had a, a great, uh, like a cream and red dance set.
0: Oh, great.
1: And like a pile of, you know, seven-inch singles. Uh, things like the Beatles, uh, I can remember the Searches, the Searches, Sorry. and uh, they'll be, because my, my brother was a, was a bit younger than my sister, but he was into weirder, Grand Funk Railroad, and oh. Zappa, and Floyd, and, and then in there as well there were things like uh, Harry J on the All-Scars. Again, for me, I was, the labels were... Like a fixation, I can see the Harry Jane, the old stars. What used to really puzzle me is why, when I looked inside the dance deck, it was like a grill. And I'm in there looking for, like, John Paul, George, <laughs> and Ringo, you know. And again, this was, well, where,
2: hell, where are
1: they? How I just play sitting there listening. And in those days, you just, you didn't you need to put one on, the whole pile on, and they, yeah. finished one and another one slipped down and that played and that repeated and
0: what about your folks Alan
1: um, I'd have to say that my mum and dad were really into like easy listening I right. would play Jim Reeves sort of novelty records like The, the Singing Postman oh, of course uh, and then also things like uh, Max Boyce Life of Tru- Trialky mm. not a record for, not a musical record per se but like yeah. a live performance I don't know if you've heard of him Darren Matthew yeah, I, have. I know a lot, but I know the name. Yeah, he's um, basically rugby song. Uh, yeah. So it was more like a sitting around the stereo listening to stuff like this. Um, I remember their dad going out and coming home one Saturday. Well, things always seem to happen on a Saturday with music for me. I was either <laughs> buying music or something happened. Mm. And uh, he came back with this fantastic looking Russian stereo. Wow. It was highly polished. <laughs> It was called the Regonda Party Time. Really? Uh, I, think not, but, yeah, and, uh, I mean, it was a piece of fine furniture. Uh, and for me, this was, you know, going up to another level.
0: Was this like a radiogram?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so that was great. Again, I can remember things like uh, listening to Old Shep by Elvis and getting uh, Benny Hill Benny Hill, Ernie.
2: Oh,
1: man. I, could, like I could recite the polar back now um, <laughs> if we had more time.
0: But, yeah. Reminds me to send to Ed Stewpot then on Radio 2.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. just looked, it
0: used to be 300 pounds. What, for a radiogram or uh, an Ernie song?
3: <laughs> no.
1: the time's on sale. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I can uh, it. I can even tell you the B side was tingaling a loop. Right. <laughs>
0: can you remember novelty records that you bought, Darren? I've just thought of a couple that I did. The streak by oh, the doo <laughs> <left, doodle laughs> and my dingaling.
2: I don't know if I have ever to
0: Chuck Berry, yeah. Um, um I
3: think I bought the no. the Wombles. I remember. Oh the, the young, young one The Young One's Living Doll. Yeah. When they did that one with Cliff Richard. I did buy that one. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I yeah. bought that. I bought, yeah, I definitely bought that. Yeah, still got the seven inch, I think, somewhere. I've got uh, the 12 inch. Oh, did you? Yeah,
0: of course you have. A, <laughs> it's not an RSD release, is it? No, no,
3: <laughs> not yet. Oh, and on the, um, on the same theme, I bought Hole in My Shoe as well with Neil, wasn't it? Oh, Neil right. me. yeah, that was
0: Neil. Oh.
3: Herdy gurdy Mushroom Man on the B side. Yeah, I didn't buy that. <laughs> no. I don't know why I did.
0: Darren, I think that's also a sign of the sort of difference just even our age age difference fifteen years or something like that, that there's a Yeah there was that the charts did have these novelty items or just one offs, you know, Simon Park's eye level and, and things that they or, Yeah, oh,
1: great great theme
0: tune, yeah. Yeah, from VanderVork, but they're, they're things which of course people parents or grandparents went out and bought them and it shot them up the, the charts. Mm, yeah.
1: Even in those days they they did sell like shed loads yeah uh, you know, then you know there was more places to buy it you know? not just the record store you know in Smith's and Orleans, like that. yeah the other memory I've got is, um, is my brother sort of getting into not just listening to music but the high fidelity side you know it wasn't just well what we're listening to but the quality on what you were listening to um, you know makes a difference and uh Started to make a difference, and uh, yeah, that's always been a a bit of a a thing since for me. Is it's not just I can't listen to music on the radio, I need to have the high fidelity as
0: well. Yeah, what was that? What did that mean to you when CDs came out? Then, um,
1: well, yeah, I can can remember, um, the time I was living in London, and uh, I think I was still in Bayswater then. But uh, up on Queensway was uh, Lasky's. Oh, right, yeah. And uh, I remember going in one day and um, there was sort of like a hush in the store and a crowd of people sort of stood around in one corner. What was going on here? And uh, um, this guy said, Well, it's a compact disc. I said, What? What? Sorry, what's a compact disc? And I could hear like like Rod Rod Stewart sailing being played. I thought, actually, this sounds quite good. And, um, yeah, so that was about, nine. I think that was probably about 1983, 84. But then um, it wasn't long before the cost of them came down in price. And I think I picked mine up in a, my first one in 1985. And my first discs were Kate Bush, Hands of Love. And everybody bought them it was Dire Straight.
0: That was in my uh, first batch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there weren't that many around then, and then they started, you know, you know every other every new album then was almost put on the CD, and that was the kind of demise of vinyl. Really.
0: It was uh, for yeah. a few years. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the guest we had, um, Ian from the Vinyl Revival store, he was talking about at the time when CDs came out, how you could just pick up vinyl so easily, and, and he picked up shitloads yeah. himself at the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Mm. And, uh, of course, then they, they stopped producing a lot of things on vinyl or very limited editions, you know, only maybe 500 copies. Try and pick those up now and, you know, you, you can pay a handsome price for it.
0: Of course. So uh, when you were growing up then, just just back to your Tembi days before you made it up to London, yeah. I mean, the, the record shop you went to is still there, isn't it?
1: It's still there, it's, um, it's one of the oldest in Wales. Um, 1947 it started. Uh, I think they mainly were then into like selling pianos and piano tuning, uh, but it's still going. And just I think, uh, was Ali? I remember Ali was talking about um, he worked on Casualty as an extra.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the son of the owner of the record store uh, was on Casualty for a number of years. Uh, Charles Dale's the actor, and it's who's that the big porter guy? I never really watched it properly, but uh, yeah, I he, know who you make. Yeah, yeah, big some big Big Mac is it or something like that? Anyway, yeah, he mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, there's a connection there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was um, it's a very small shot. Say so it's still going now. The owner Laurie, he still makes an appearance every every now and again in the shop. But yeah, it's a great, great little shop. Um, they tend to sell other things now, um, like badges and instruments, gone back to instruments again. So not so much vinyl, CDs anymore, but it's still there. And one of the great things of it is the the ceiling when it was going back now into the 60s, 70s, but they had a load of posters left over and they decided to put them on the ceiling so you got all these different retro posters Thing you remember the the things you could buy back in then you know in fact probably most music shops had a poster stand and
3: yeah yeah
1: yeah great but apart from that i mean there was also smiths and woolies um in the town Mm. um you know where you could you know go in and get stuff um that was in the and you know especially if you I knew the manager of uh, on the record store in smith's that's what it was back then it's you had a manager
2: of the record yeah.
1: side and um yeah he was always good for um, you know getting posters off and things like that in fact he's now the manager of dale <laughs>
0: i'll get away <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, yeah. i give him a shout out richie weston McCock and a very good guitarist that's
0: okay that. So you would have obviously discovered music there when you were growing up. Um, I'm kind of fascinated about listening booths because I, I couldn't remember, but uh, another friend reminded me that there were listening booths in our local record shop when it first started because that was the best way to actually obviously try and, and, and listen to something, yeah. try before you buy kind of thing.
2: Yeah,
1: I've seen pictures of that. Um, you know, but I haven't actually never experienced it myself. I've seen pictures. Um, I think HMB, uh, Oxford Street had, could know, I can see it now, like a big line of these booths and cool dudes and <laughs> there with uh, hipsters <laughs> trying stuff
0: out. Yeah, so, so then you moved up to London and you'd already mentioned Lasky's, but there was so much more choice then, wasn't there, in terms of record stores? Were you going to independents or big stores or second-hand stores? Um,
1: well, to be honest, we weren't too bad off uh, you know, in, in Temby because um, the, the, the biggest town, as it was then, it's now a city, was Swansea, and they had uh, Virgin, some alternate uh, independent records there as well, record stores there as well, so what would normally happen is um, we'd go to football right. on a Saturday to watch the Swans, and uh, always find time to, you know, to pop into uh, the record stores. we decide before the match what we were going to get, then afterwards, <laughs> go and get it, um, and then catch the train back <laughs> to Tenby. Uh, yeah, it reminds me then of uh, Littlewoods. Littlewoods used to do records.
0: Mm, they didn't, did they? Yeah, yeah
1: Littlewoods. The Noah. And uh, yeah, uh, who else? There was um, Menzies. All right, yeah. You love <laughs> Menzies? You must have had Menzies down your way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The did. I I remember that. So we weren't too bad off for music stores, really, locally. And um, in a and also, uh, another way to get music was to ask your mum to order some from the Britannia Music Club. Yeah. Uh, like a mail oh, order.
0: Oh, yeah. Fell into that you, track. Get, yeah. Uh,
1: Where well, they kind of sent me, like the rest stuff there, like Tubular Bells, um, Boo, Meaty, Beaty, Big and Bouncy compilation. But, yeah, I mean, I had a great crowd in 10B. I'm all into music. I mean, I can remember sort of the beat that maybe Sparks, and John. Yeah, I say Gary Glitter, <laughs> Sweet, Fox, you know, Boland, Bowie, The Doors, Roxy Music, Slade, wow. CC, And um, my group of friends, we, we were all really, it was strange, we were all into like football and all into into the same sort of music. And we all got on and, you know, we'd go around each other's houses and play music, etc, etc. But yeah, great time. Yeah. And... Um, and then there was one guy in particular, uh, Mally Coates. He seemed to be ahead of the, the rest of us. And he introduced us to things like the Clash, and the Damned and the Saints and Ramones and and uh, and then the Stranglers. Well, that was it for me. It's, that was yeah. it. Right. Game changer. Yeah, that, that really was a game changer for me. Uh, that's why I really hooked Hook line and sinker into that sort of music, and and then uh, you know into the new wave genre, and, and the, sure. we saw some bands quite quite local as well. Uh, I remember seeing in Swansea the Police, the Stranglers, Buzzcocks.
3: you talking? Got, Have you got a favourite
1: out of those? Out of those, seeing them those live, the Police back in their day, they they were very good. They were very. I can remember they were so professional. You know, even okay. There, I couldn't give a favourite properly, really. They're all my, all my children. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's a horrible question, isn't it? I mean, no, down a favourite. Yeah. And did you? I was I thinking. About, sorry, when you were saying about um, sort of the vinyl, the vinyl fading away, about CDs taking over in the eighties, did you manage yeah. to hold on to your collection, or did you get rid of some? Uh, I have to confess, I did.
1: I did sell uh, quite a bit of music at that stage. Uh, quite a bit. Okay. Um, the people in my branch, Golders Green, yeah, they did well. There's certainly an S T C album that I really dread. Uh, every time I think about it, drums and wires, I sold it. But you know, but then I it was to buy the, the C D version of it. Dave's probably gonna pick it out of his collection now. I'll
0: have to go through. If I've got it you can have it.
1: Cheers, Dave. Excellent. Yeah, they were great days and uh I say then in the eighties, uh, January nineteen eighty, the world changed for me. I moved to London, joined Thanks. the bank, NatWest Bank, as it was.
0: Oh, joined in August.
1: So you're a bit later than me. Yeah. Then I was open to the Virgin Mega Hour uh, our price, um, which we didn't have locally in Wales, and then HMV and the Record and Tape Exchange in Nottingham Gate because I lived quite close to
0: Absolutely,
1: that was great yeah. for, for stuff. But
0: um, it was a bit feral when I used but, to go in there, though. Hmm? It was a bit feral sometimes. Some of them, yeah,
1: yeah, they weren't very uh, friendly. <laughs> no. yeah, they, they weren't very cheery. Uh, you know, you think they'd be smiling working in a record shop, but no, they were quite miserable.
3: And literally, an exchange, or was there a bit more to it? Well,
1: yeah, you could exchange vinyl, but I, I certainly never did. I, I was always going in and buying. I think a lot of DJs, radio. Yeah pluggers things like that they probably went in and you know over the counter for cash but there was there was always a phenomenal stash of stuff in there and over you know three or four uh, different uh, stores in Notting Hill not just yeah. one store you know a different store for right um specialism in in jazz and classical things like that yeah great wow and of course uh had a lot of, suddenly on my hands was a lot of disposable income that I never <laughs> had before. So you know, you could you could go out and on a Saturday and, and easily you know spend um, fifteen quid, which was a lot of money in nineteen eighty on a Saturday. Yeah, 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 it was a lot of money then. And you're paying you're um, paying
0: sort of two pounds, weren't you, for an LP or something like that? Pound £2, um, 2 pounds,
1: three ninety nine. You know the chart stuff.
0: Oh, sorry, I was thinking second-hand in there. In, oh, um,
1: second-hand, yeah, yeah,
0: definitely, yeah. Around.
1: Right. And, of course, then you had some great venues as well to go to. the uh, Hammersmith Odeon, oh, Palais, yeah. Hammersmith Palais, uh, the Rainbow. Oh, yeah, I uh, saw a Marquee.
0: few there. yeah, the venue. I saw quite a few yeah. in there as well. Yeah, I used to um, love that. I used to be able to sit downstairs and order food.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> and places like the Wembley Arena and...
3: Earls Court. I remember seeing Floyd
0: there at Earls Court. Yeah, I saw you too at
3: Earls Court as well. That was one of the best times I've ever seen them. Yeah. Really quite interesting. Yeah, massive place. Massive
1: place. I think the last band I saw there was the Spice Girls. (laughs) Brilliant.
0: (laughs) I'm actually due to go up there this year with my son to see a Floyd tribute band. Uh, It's um, Australian Pink Floyd.
1: Oh, right, yeah. yeah. I've heard of those.
0: Um, but yeah, that's maybe thirty, 30 years, years since I've been there.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, just getting off. Yeah, so it's Spice Girls, definitely Spice Girls. Took my daughter, of course.
0: <laughs> you had to drag her along, of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, the big thing, I suppose, in the eighties, then again, for me, Dad, wasn't just the LPs; it was the the when the 12-inch singles in full swing and uh, the attraction there not just to you know buy the the the, the, the radio version or whatever but you'd also get the um, the extended or remixed version and the sound quality of it on the 12-inch single was of course much superior to a seven inch recording so again it was again more on the, uh, the hi-fi, high-fidelity side yeah. of it. Always keen to hear it in the best possible <laughs> format, if you like. But, yeah, um, 12-inch single was was a great invention.
0: I'm, I'm just thinking, to, as, as you move through, you obviously settled down, had a bit of disposable income. I know you've travelled around a little bit, and you've managed to do a little bit of crate digging in different countries, different parts of the UK, perhaps?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Um probably in this country certainly uh, locally uh there was always um quite a lot of stores but i don't know over the years they've closed down but now i tend to concentrate um hitching uh, there's a lot of charity shops uh, there was a record store there that closed down sadly that opened up and then closed down uh latchworth is which is where i go for a record store day um and bristol it was good. Uh, I'd like to go uh, RISE, and also there was quite a few uh, stores on Black Boy Hill. Yeah, they've, they've suddenly closed, closed down over the years. But unfortunately, um, there's a, a great store. It's about two miles away from me. I'm um, in Luton. And they're called Vinyl Revelations. And he has about, he has over 80,000.
0: Eighty, 000 80
1: on site, thousand On site, yeah. He's on, um, and he's on Discogs. Um, and so you, you can, I can go on his Discog site. And um, then I go in with the number. And then he goes downstairs and he brings the, he brings the item up. It's unbelievable. You've never seen anything like that. Yeah, so I'm fortunate for that. And, Put, put, he's always having new stuff coming in, yeah.
0: That's pretty Put me right on this, because I find Discogs is pretty rubbish to try and find something, especially if someone's got 80,000, even if they've got 1,000.
1: Well, what I tend to do, just go on to his particular site yeah. within Discogs, and then I'll put in, put in a search you know, in right, yeah. Simple Minds. I'll see what he's got. Stranglers, right. see what he's got. I get it. Yeah. And you just go through it like that. And it's a form of crate digging from your own, yeah. from your own home. And yeah. um, of course, you go down there. He'll show it to you. If the conditions not good, then uh, you just leave it. But yeah, it's a great way to do it. Um, yeah. Some other great shops. Um, Raves from the grave in Thrum. Oh yeah,
3: I've been. Uh, I don't know if you, yeah, I've been there. They had a lot in there. It's really nice. Some, some yeah. stuff I got. our else? Cost me a bit in there.
0: Yeah, don't it's, <laughs> it's, it's, let Kate listen.
3: Over, <laughs> yeah, it's overwhelming yeah alright your wife's not listening yeah. <laughs> I'll be in trouble <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was one of my working away trips and it was my the local record shop to where I was working which yeah. one did you go to or have you been to both both what in, for, was it Froome yeah yeah Yeah. both of those
1: I think yeah <laughs> yeah funnily enough the owner uh, he, he's a Luton Town fan I live in Luton okay. yeah so we started talking about football and that. Uh, uh, apart from that, then um, in other parts of the world, yeah, as David said, I've been lucky enough to travel. In Florida four times, New York, Boston. Boston was great. Um, uh, Newbury Comics, oh, uh, a great record store. A couple of record yeah. stores there. They're quite a famous uh, famous store. Then San Francisco, uh, the biggest record store I've ever been in, Amoeba. Amoeba Records. I couldn't start... To describe it, really, I suppose it's a bit like going into your local PC world, and that's about the size of this place, and it's music. New music, it's secondhand, it's on the walls, it's on the floor, it's on the ceiling. It's just, you could spend a a good two days in there and still not go for everything. But yeah, that was on a different level. Um, Rasputin was another good one in uh, San Francisco um Chicago was um was great there's uh, uh, it's a really quite a small shop but Dave's records again hard to describe but you go in there and you see stuff you've never ever seen before and or you'll see mint copies of stuff that you bought you know maybe in the 80s yeah. uh, you know some of it's still sealed wow uh, you know he wasn't he didn't charge rip-off prices. I remember getting a Morrissey bootleg there, which was, which was great. Uh, and then um, also in Chicago, uh, Dusty Groove. And uh, the day that we went there, it was like the lead up to record store day. It was like the week before it's going to be record store day in, in the States. And we went into yeah. the store and uh, it was pretty empty. And you could see some guy there with a, like a tripod and camera and, and a lady there anyway the store was probably empty and they were talking to the owner and then and the next thing this lady came over and said uh, would you mind uh are you, are you interested in record store day or anything? i think yeah I said, well, well we're doing a uh like a little skit on record store day would you mind if we interview you and your wife and so <laughs> yeah we got interviewed and uh, uh, and it was broadcast on CBC, which is the Canada, not Canada, uh, Chicago Broadcasting Company. Uh, wow. yeah, and I, I, somewhere on YouTube, it exists of me, uh, I know, I think I'd been in Amer- America at that time for about three or four days, and my accent was like, I was Yankee Doodle Dandy, you
2: know?
1: <laughs> totally developed an American twang. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was great, and, uh, yeah, and uh, also, um, Yeah, the uh, Vancouver in Canada.
2: Right.
1: Uh, Some great stores there. And in fact, my first ever record store day experience was in Vancouver. It was, uh, we were there for, scheduled to be there for a week on holiday. And then this thing called the volcano. Yes. (laughs) Got up. And um, we were stranded. Uh, We had to stay in in Vancouver for an extra week, um, courtesy of uh, Virgin Holiday, oh, okay. and luckily uh, then on the Saturday it was Record Store Day, so off I went and bought a couple, I think I bought the Flaming Lips, um, uh, the Flaming Lips does Dark Side of the Moon, I know you like Flaming Lips. Now.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have
1: that Absolutely. one right now. Uh, yeah, so that was my first Record Store Day experience. That was 22,
0: 2010. So that goes back a bit. But that's a really neat segue really into Record Store Day
1: itself. Yeah, um, so yeah I've been, been out already. Oh, look
0: at that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
1: Um, so where you guys were.
0: Alan, Alan's just <laughs> showing his Record Store Day plastic bag. I've got that one. I, I normally carry that one down to the shop. That's perfect. I it
3: to now, <laughs> yeah.
0: And and when Alan joined us earlier on, he was there in his dressed up because uh, you you normally start fairly early in the morning and it's pretty cold at that time. So when you started, you, you had a full regalia on.
1: <laughs> yeah, they the, had my big winter coat on and uh, Charlotte, uh, my daughter, she always accompanies me when when she when she has been in the country. And she puts on what's known as the maggot mac, a big padded <laughs> coat. Um, but um, it's uh, it's it's on average around about two o'clock we tend to get there. And every year we say, well, we're going to get there earlier, and uh, we we don't. And inevitably, there's 25 people you at two o'clock in the morning. Uh,
0: yeah, but, that's something, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, there are some sad people out there.
0: <laughs> this is relative, isn't it?
1: I mean, who's going to start queuing the the, mo- the one o'clock in the afternoon of the on the Friday to be first in the queue? That's some sad. people
0: Have you never done that? <laughs> yeah.
1: No, never done that. Yeah, I think the earliest has been about two o'clock. But I mean, even then, that is daft to do it. Really, but, uh, starts about um, six weeks beforehand when the list comes out. That's always a big day, and um, you know, rush to get home and get onto the site, but to be honest, uh, in recent years, there's been quite a lot of stuff that's been leaked beforehand. Yeah. Uh, um, probably partly my fault. I go looking for it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you get an idea of the list um, before it's properly, you know, published. But there's always some surprises, things that people, you know, didn't know was coming out and things like that. Um, and it's an intense study period then for four six weeks. Deciding what you're going to go for, what can afford, and you know the prices have gone up um, over the years. I've got some got some lists here of
0: oh, previous ones, previous
1: ones, in 2018. But I think I've got one here, 2014. This one's got no date on 2014, but you know even then your uh, your Adam and the Ants, Dirk wears white socks. Uh, that was a white LP, I think it was 22 pounds. Yeah, even that in 2014. One. You got that one i bought that one yeah yeah,
2: yeah.
1: really nice man. great great album yeah um, yeah so uh yeah and then, um, you can uh, the record store that i go to is david's uh, bookshop in Lettsworth but they have a music store music side as well and uh, they always like you to um give you let them have an idea of what you um, obviously, they can't reserve it, to it for you because that's not in accordance with the rules of record store day. But they'll do their okay. best to try and get as many copies um, so that they, you know, pe- that people want. So, um, you know, if you want that obscure uh, DAT tape by um, some obscure band uh, of which there are only 50 copies done, then they'll do their best to try and get it for you. Yeah, um, that's great.
0: Yeah, missed out on that Japan. EP last year, I think there was yes. only a limited number in the whole of the country, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, I, I'm the same, David. I've, and um, but um, just to make you feel a little bit better, um, I have heard that the quality of that that pressing is very, very, very poor. Okay, oh. and that's kind of put that's kind of put me off buying it because even now you you're going to have to pay forty quid you know with the, the flippers. Yeah, and I do my best
0: not to, not to. Uh, yeah, back to your point. To, it's about it's about the sort of the, the listening enjoyment or the, you know, the audio fidelity in, in your case. But and there's no point, is there, if you've got something which gives you a poor experience? It actually lessens what you've bought rather than makes it better.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially I think it, it was going to be twenty two pound for a yeah yeah ten inch EP. I think three
2: tracks at the most yeah. on it. But yeah, I would have bought it um and uh
1: yeah there are, so a few have passed me by over the years but sometimes you know they you do then see them they come up cheap and you, you, you can't get bargains, uh, you know later but um but uh, yeah there have been some really cold mornings some really really cold mornings last year in particular was awful it
0: was awful so i'm just showing i don't know if you've seen this came out quite recently exit north it's a band which has got steve jansen in
1: all oh, right, no, I've not, not heard of it. So you might
0: quite enjoy that if you like oh, some right. of the, the later stuff and some of the David Sylvian stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, a yeah, big fan of David Sylvian.
0: Give, give this one a go. I'll send you details over after. So it's uh, Exit Good. North, Book of Romance and Dust. Lovely mm-hmm. album. So you mentioned Flippers. So let's just talk about your, your 25th in the queue. I think it's very well-organised, isn't it? They let you in in Yeah, it's, waves. it's very first
1: time I went there, 2011, and I didn't really appreciate um, what was going on at the time. And I didn't, to be honest, I got there at two o'clock, but like two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, and I walked in and there was nothing left. There was just boxes, empty boxes. And um, I think I've managed to pick up Queen Storm Troop, Troopers in Drag on 7-inch Pink Vinyl and uh, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson Dangerous.
2: You okay, know, yeah, yeah. you
1: can see I was so desperate yeah. to get something. <laughs> uh, and I probably scraped the barrel there, certainly with that Michael Jackson, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's very well organized. Um, the uh, guys normally, own, they're at the shop by 7 p.m. and they'll come down then with um, free tea, coffee, uh, you can buy a bacon butty and it's, yeah, it's oh. very well organized. They'll start yeah. giving you, say, these lists. Yep, uh, of everything that they've got, right?
0: Okay, that's good. No, that's it's good.
1: got about eight pages of stuff here, it's got and you get the other three marker pens.
0: Alan is just rifing through a yeah. sheaf of paper. Does the, yeah. co- the coffee come from Dave's coffee shop, the one in between the bookshop and the record shop?
1: That's exactly, exactly that. Yeah, that, the, yeah. You know, have you been there then, Dave?
0: No, <laughs> it happened uh, to come up on good. yesterday's podcast, so uh, right. Ian yeah, no. Ian liked Dave's music as, as, a, as a great record shop in his vicinity yeah, no.
1: it is It is excellent but yeah um, and then eight, eight eight o'clock they open and, and they you walk you walk in and still an orderly queue and they then will serve two people at a time so you basically hand over your list and oh. then they'll they they. they they go through it and they start ticking things off and uh, gradually a pile of records starts building in front of your eyes. Amazing. And they and they say, Oh uh, sorry, we run out of that one and you go, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's always a dread. Um and they say, oh actually we never got any of those any in the first place. Well we only had one of those and so this is but yeah, generally over the years, I've, I've, I've kind of got almost everything I have That's brilliant. Uh, and no issues with um, anybody trying to get ahead of you in the queue and, and things like that. If you, you know, for, you know, so for example, in the middle of the night when you need to go
2: and yeah.
1: relieve yourself somewhere yeah. in in Hitchin, sorry, in letsworth you know, they'll yeah. just keep you the place in the queue for you. So. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, quite a nice art. yeah and then you know you keep seeing the same people there every year yeah and they'll walk the queue and say oh, oh hi how are you doing you haven't seen them for 12 months but you know it's just
2: yeah communities
1: who, who, and the guys who are always there for, they're only there for, for david bowie yep. and yeah there will be david bowie every year they're only there for david bowie um, <laughs> And uh, I can remember one year to a year where I got there quite latish. Um, when I say latish, about half past four in the morning, uh, it, um, uh, they sort of shout down the line, you know, when they start to okay. run run out of things. And then you, you see people leaving the queue suddenly, you know. Oh, <laughs> go, really? Oh, what? Oh, what? And it, oh, they, they, they've been there all night and then they're, they're, they just leave the queue. Oh, no. Which is a shame. Yeah, but, um, but on the whole, it's very, very friendly. Great atmosphere, and if you get what you want, it's all worthwhile.
0: It's a lot of hard work for them, isn't it, to go digging out all of the records from your list? But I suppose it avoids all of the bun fight that you would have otherwise.
1: Yeah, because uh, I just don't see how it, it would work. I um, mean, they have done different, have done it differently in previous years, where they have, you know, have had it out on tables and you just can't get to it um and probably in those days it was a little bit more unsavory as much it was a bun fight yeah but i prefer it like this um you do get one or two hisses from further down in the queue um, when you walk out with your bag but uh you, you know you want, to get, you want to get what you're going to get? You've got to get
3: there, really.
0: You snooze, you yeah. lose.
3: You snooze, you lose, exactly. That's all right. Just going, going to go back to the flippers type thing. Do you think that um, all stores have a problem with flippers or do you think it's sort of isolated, just occasional people?
1: I think it's a certain type of person. Uh, there certainly will be those who will buy something if they'll have the opportunity on the base, basis that if they sell it for double the price they paid for it, then that's going to maybe pay for a few of their the, the records that they they really wanted mm. um but um unfortunately i think somewhere in the somewhere in the process people are getting their hands on this stuff before it actually hits this hits the record shops right. totally, so yeah. somewhere in the process um, no matter how you try it, somewhere in the distribution copies are are being got at and then of course you know because you know they, they'll be on they'll be on on eBay, you know, maybe a week before Record Store Day actually happens. So so how can that be, you know, Ah. that's put quite a few people off. Uh, But yeah, to resort to buying items off eBay from Record Store Day, it really is the last resort.
0: Well, then that's just encouraging the flippers, isn't it, if you do that?
1: Uh, Yeah, it is, but... Uh, yeah, I can't think of more than one or two where I've actually yeah. done that. No. Um,
0: if you're getting 90 percent really... on your list, then then it's a it's a weekend of enjoyment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, um, I think last year I got about twenty-seven items. There it was uh, yeah, just, just Japan I couldn't get
0: right,
1: and I refused to pay some silly prices. Rightly so. Yeah. Um, but yeah to answer your question darren it is out there unfortunately um mm. and i think some some people are deliberately you know finding a way to get at their merchandise before it actually gets is the shops and yeah that, yeah, um, that takes a, a lot of big money yeah. and unfortunately people will be, will pay big money yeah um, especially when some of the stuff, you know is not available you know in the states so people will you know, we'll buy the stuff which is only released in the UK and vice versa. I think the only recent one i managed for a few years ago was the um, Cinematic Orchestra. There were 800 copies of them. Um,
2: uh, Fleur. Yeah.
1: Fleur. And uh, on Blue Vinyl, uh, only 800 copies and um, we managed to, to get that for about £27 in the end second hand. So that's not too bad. Okay. Yeah.
3: yeah, they do come down fairly quickly, don't they? A few months afterwards. After they're going to inflated figures on eBay, they do yeah. tend to even out a bit, don't
1: they? And yeah, if you're prepared to wait and sit it out. Yeah, yeah certainly I've seen some ridiculous prices, I think, uh, in the week. I think the Manitou Street Preachers 12 inch that came out a few years ago. Uh, yeah. The remixes, it was 4 You 99 Right. It, you know, wow. you know yeah. sealed up. But it said 27 sold. I mean, so, <laughs> It Tells you everything, How do you it? get your hands on 27 of those in the first place? No. Yeah. Scratch the children's sold. Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, great. It's a great day. And, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, I was quite sad last night that, I, you know, I wasn't, you know, going out, but then I saw the rain this morning. I was quite happy it wasn't. Anyway, it's going to be Dodge June the
0: bullet. Dodge the bullet.
1: With a bit of yeah. With a bit of luck, it's going to happen in June.
0: Oh
3: good. Oh, is no, it June? I don't it. Yeah. Well, but no. Hopefully June. I don't think so yeah. Maybe no. June gets you.
0: It might might be a moving it's day. Yeah. Uh, and before we close on record state, record store day, do you, do you ever go in for any of the Black Friday sales?
1: Um, I have. Uh I think Black Friday is more for the US market. It is, yeah you don't get that many items released in the UK um it's certainly nowhere near the on the same level as, as record store day but I have picked up a few nice items um again the they have um David's do do tend to get, get quite a bit in uh, oh. probably say 30 30 items again you can't reserve them uh, so you have to go along on the day. I think I've got to- Talking Heads.
2: Um,
0: right, yeah. The
1: red vinyl one, David.
0: Yeah, yeah. That I, I, P- I Co- picked that up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, is it that, uh, was it the Remaining Light album? That one, wasn't
0: it? it was, yeah. That's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Nice album. And,
1: uh, and also the um, B-52. Uh, oh, wow.
0: If, if people could see us we're on screen and we're on on messenger and i'm seeing everyone's backdrop is their record collections yeah, yeah. yeah uh, just the
2: backdrop here the backdrop the right
0: cosmic service uh, yeah. so
2: this, pretty,
1: this is the b um, 52 um, cosmic
2: thing and uh I think that, that one came out. Yeah, very nice uh oh multi nice. like multicolored now that is
0: beautiful that. showing yeah. us a so multicolored I mean, yeah. disc yeah. which looks great
1: so that was that's lovely um so that was a black friday um again they're not cheap though that one cost me about 30 quid Mm. Um, you know but it's a nice item and um, you know part of the thing for me as well is the coloured vinyl aspect of stuff these days and what you can pick up um, but yeah I, I, there's not so many items but you can pick up some 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 decent stuff on black friday
3: yeah i just wanted pearl jam this year pearl jam unplugged and I managed to get, there was two copies when I went in at nine o'clock, so I was quite happy yeah. with that. Some yeah. disappointed uh, behind me to that, but that's the way it goes,
1: isn't it? There was a nice U2 one, I think, um, a couple of years ago. Um, there was quite a limited, I forget what the, what the album, the, the song was now,
3: but. Um, the like 10 inch one there. It, yeah, I think it was 10 inch. Think, was that the Long Walk to Freedom, the Mandala one? uh there was that one yeah so i think so i'm getting mixed
1: up there was one which was black with a white very similar to that b52s it was black oh. with a white ring in it mm-hmm. yeah. uh the
3: black black was the song wasn't it yeah so i don't know if you picked that one up i didn't manage to get the ultra rare numbered ones but i did get one of the slightly less rare ones oh right okay so <laughs> yeah that was, that was very limited,
1: that was yeah, very limited. yeah yeah so I picked up quite a bit of YouTube uh picture discs uh, in fact that the one I, that was last year I haven't opened yet the 12th okay yeah I think it was a bit of a live thing and uh, yeah upstairs yeah. okay. I've, I've probably got about 100 items I've not so- yet opened
3: you wrote
2: for me was
3: not I think? Hmm? Yeah, you
2: wrote yeah that yeah you yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Right, I think this is the part where we move on to the Hollywood collection. All right, Mr. Hollywood. Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> um, just a bit of. If I can just tidy up a little bit. Uh, yesterday, unfortunately, our, our guest needed to uh, disappear at the end, so he didn't get a chance to um, tell us what he was going to recommend. And he has said that for Mark, I don't know if you can see this, this is love uh, forever change.
1: Forever changes.
0: Forever changes. Forever change. Yeah. Indeed, yes. Sixty-seven uh, album with uh, the the last the third and last album, I think, with Arthur Lee on it, or last album with uh, for that band uh, with Arthur Lee as the 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 band leader, a guitarist and vocalist. Smashing song or a smashing album on there.
1: Yeah, I've got. I think I've got that on CD. Uh, definitely. What's the sort of standout track on that one? Oh, I got... it, was, um, it was covered by somebody quite recently uh, say recently in the last 10 years
0: oh right I
1: it now um Calexico, I think covered it
0: oh did they
2: oh
1: yeah definitely one track on that anyway i'll come to me yeah no that's a, a good uh addition, uh addition there to the mark hollywood collection
0: yeah, so I was just trying to see if I could find. Yeah, yeah it's actually the first <laughs> track. It's a, lay, a, a again, alone, alone Again Or.
1: Alone Again Or. Yeah. The Damned covered that well. Did they? Uh, ex- yeah, I'm pretty sure.
3: Relax. That's an album need
0: to did. Yeah. So, Alan. Yeah. Well, you can listen to it next time you come round there and see if it's yeah. sort a of cup of tea. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan, have you got uh, an album that you, you managed to whistle down one that you think Mr. Hollywood should have in his uh, in his uh, nascent final collection?
2: Well,
1: this was, uh, as you know, this was would be a very hard choice for me. Uh, um, yes, yeah. so many great albums, and I know already. So you know the ones that you've put in, um, flaming lips down for you, isn't yeah. it? Uh, kashima yeah. red yeah. vinyl, red vinyl. I hope. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Beautiful. Copy. Yeah. Uh, David, I can't remember where you.
0: Mine was uh, the say Serge Gainsbourg album. Oh
1: yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get. I'm looking at that at the moment. Right. There's a copy. Um, in there's a copy with uh, alternative versions of it. Oh, really? Because this was new, new to me. But I remember yeah. you talking about. Search game and Charlotte. Yeah, um, um, I did buy her first album, five point five five. Right, which has the the air guys on it. Um,
0: the air, yeah, I that's do,
1: right. Yeah. yeah, and I bought that in HMB in Vancouver. There you go. That's um, a good one. But uh, yeah, and uh, of course, Mr. Hollywood um, songs in the key of life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So this was really hard for me. Um, but I do have a winner. Oh,
0: thank you. And brilliant. Well, what have um, we got?
1: It, it's, uh, it's oh, you see
0: that. okay, Donald done.
1: Fagan, Donald Fagan, the night fly. Uh, this is from 1982.
3: Um, there are 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 you familiar with it, Darren? No, I, I've not heard it. Okay, well, that's good. I think that's.
1: No, I think that's good. Um, I will be
2: listening to it. So why
1: have you called that one? You've heard this, I think. Uh, I think you like it. Um okay. Some fantastic things on here. On it's, it's only a sh- it's a short album. It's about thirty-seven minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. But to give you some background, uh, Darren, have you heard of the band Steely Dan? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, Donald Fagan was a founder um, member of Steely Dan, together with um, the, uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the other founder, Donald, uh, sorry, Walter Becker, uh, he passed right. away a couple of years ago. Um, but, um, yeah, fantastic. But, um, I actually discovered Donald Fager before, before I knew about Steely Dan, which is great because I then discovered what a fantastic back coddler they had. But anyway, to come back to this, it's, um, there's some fantastic songs on here. Um, the production is... Sublime. Unbelievable by Gary Katz. Um, there's some great um, players on here. Larry Colton on, on the guitar. Uh, Marcus Miller on bass. We've got the great Jeff Porcaro on drums. Toto, I think he was in originally. And uh, the songwriting... Uh, He's great. It's, uh, I'll just read, read you what Donald says about this album. The only thing with this, is a very tight cover, but uh, he says, uh, The songs on this album represent certain fantasies that might have been entertained by a young man growing up in the remote suburbs of a northeastern city during the late 50s and early 60s, i.e. one of my general height, weight, and build. And uh, <laughs> so I can't really describe the songs. You have to listen to them, and once you have booked you'll, be hooked. you'll okay. be hooked. Um It's, um, yeah, I've, I've got it. on. Again, it's become, over the years, a great um, track for testing how good your hi-fi is currently sounding and um, like a, an antidote to uh, hi fiitis uh, okay. if you think your your hi-fi is not performing that particular day you put this on and you 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 judge yeah. um, on that but um, I'll, I'll put it on vinyl CD super audio CD DVD audio, <laughs> uh, and the copy I've got upstairs is a double, it was pressed on four sides. Uh,
0: right, so 45 RPM.
1: 45 45 RPM, um, which again is um, coming back to the sound quality that you got from 12-inch singles. Uh, so that's, that's a really excellent track and um, uh, version of it. And um, it's, it's used in widely used in the industry too. You know, if you went in to buy a, a hi fi these days, I'm sure a lot of shops would have that. Um, if you're looking to buy a turntable, so hi. that's my uh, that's my addition for Mr. Hollywood.
0: Thank you. In fact, he sent me a, a list yesterday or the day before of um, sort of 40 others that he's looking at, and I'm going to go through yeah. it. Uh, and one of them is actually Steely Dan's Asia. So Yeah,
1: he was asking me about that as right. well. And, and um yeah I just said look yeah, again. You've got to buy it. Um can bought that on a number of different formats as well. Again, it's a very great album for audiophiles. Um of course, yeah, I've actually got a couple of different color versions of it from Canada. Um a red one and a yellow one. Yeah great album major uh, lucky left I've seen them quite a few times as well down um, yeah. over the years
0: that's great uh, and and Larry Carlton you mentioned on who plays on the night flight he's a de facto member of the band anyway isn't he
1: mm, yeah he's, he's always been there but you know you, you, you don't hear their names mentioned very often uh, great Greg, uh, Greg Philangelis, Again, he's another great keyboard player yeah. who plays on this album. Uh, they're, 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 they're artists they're in, in their own name,
2: yeah.
1: but they don't get the, the, rec- the recognition, I think, because you know, it's, you know it's Don Fagan, it's Walter Becker, and uh, Steely Dan, and yeah, they I think, don't think the, the I artists think. necessarily get the recognition.
0: They're slight outsiders uh, band- to the industry, yeah. aren't they? Yeah.
1: Awesome. Um, oh, great. Musicians out
0: there. Well, fantastic contribution to, to that list. So, yeah. Um, yeah. growing nicely. You. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, before we close, Alan, um, this is a chance for you. If there's any plugs you want to make for any bands, I, I think you do um, have, have a number that you have an interest in. I don't know if there's any you want to call out. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll
1: give a shout out um to um to a couple um, young gun silver fox uh darren is going to be very puzzled um <laughs> never heard that term. but yeah young gun silver fox um in october so october 2015 a facebook friend um uh, called Miles My, Copeland. He was in a band called The Superimposers. They have got some kind of connection with Devon.
0: They suddenly sure. have, yeah. I think they that, that yeah. great album, or the, the one-hit album that they had, yeah. that, that was re- recorded down our way, Darren.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but um, anyway, he said, he, he suddenly um, started playing a, uh, a, a video on, on the site Miles uh, well, a site, and it was called You Can Feel It. And I thought, th- bloody hell, that is such a great song. It's such a feel-good song. I couldn't stop playing it. And um, eventually an album was released in uh, November 2015 and uh, on a German record label called Le Gier Records in Hamburg. And uh, the album was called West End Coast and it's um to describe it is a it's like a fusion of Hall and oates the eagles fleetwood mac the doobie brothers michael mcdonald super tramp if you can think of a, a fusion of that sort of music and um it later has been described as music um it's like uh fm west coast music of the, the late 70s and eight and early 80s um it's a, the album i just couldn't
2: <coughs> it
0: um, feels like it's oh yeah i've seen that one before and it's autographed you're showing us that that yeah. album
1: that's that's the album there great great sleeve. Uh yes yeah, um the guys who are who are the the, the who are in the band is, is andy platz um and sean lee um, and, um andy Platts uh is keys and vocals he's in a band called mama's gun so that's where his name comes from young gun uh, and uh actually uh andy's written songs with rod temperton the guy who produced thriller Okay. For Michael Jackson. So, yeah. you know, he, he knows his stuff.
0: Serious credentials. Yeah. And
1: then, um, yeah. Uh, and then um, Silver Fox uh, is Sean Lee. And Sean Lee's from Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> he talks like this. Lee, he's, he's got a radio show and uh, on, uh, on Soho Radio. And he, when he introduces his, his radio show, I'm Sean Lee. This is my radio voice, and this is my normal voice.
0: (laughs) Sounds totally iggy.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's a great, great chap. He's a uh, multi instrumentalist um, and producer. um, He's been produced the last St. Etienne album, I think. Oh, really? Uh, Well, session guitarist, drummer. uh, He's made over 40 albums himself. Um, you've probably never heard of Sean Lee, ping pong, ping pong orchestra.
2: Um,
1: he's, uh, drummed on the last Robbie Williams album. And he's also played on one of the Spice Girl tracks. Mm. He was saying the other day, um, but, um, it's a great album. And, uh, if you like any of those bands I've mentioned, um, it's it's not a cheesy kind of reproduction of these bands. Uh, it's their own. It's all their own songs, although they do do a cover live of um, Sarah Smile by all notes um, But it's a fantastic album. The standout tracks so bad and Saturday. And then a couple of years later, they they released the, the second album. Um, Am Wave. There you can see Sean. Sean <laughs> yeah. Andy. This is, <laughs> this is my radio wife. This is my boy.
0: <laughs> nice one, Alan.
1: And uh, and then the third album just came out this year called Canyons. Okay. Uh, it was it's almost come at the last minute. So, um Girl a girl called Eddie. Alright. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um the only what I know about this lady, um, the real name is Erin, and uh, she, Erin Moran, she um, she did an album about 12 years ago, uh, which I've got, but I haven't actually played yet, um, and then she brought this one out, and there uh, the reason why I sort of picked up on it, because there were they're saying well, some of the tracks sound a bit like um, prepub sprout, oh, and uh, then also uh, also chucking in there um, Steely Dan, and yeah, um, there's definitely a great, the, one of the tracks on here called Jody. That is that is a Steely Dan track, uh, but there yeah, she's a, it's a great um, great album. It's only come out this year. Uh, but I'd, I'd recommend a listen to that pardon me excuse me um brilliant
3: I will have a been look.
1: around it's got a great video on YouTube uh, okay yeah so I recommend that and uh, certainly young until the crops I've seen them five times uh they're great they always come and speak to me and speak to Charlotte and Charlotte gets a shout out from the stage sometimes we they were supposed Brilliant. to see them at the Jazz Cafe the or, or last week on Thursday but again that was cancelled, so Wow.
0: Alan, thank you very you, much. Sorry, Darren, are you gonna ask something?
3: No, I was just saying, thank you very much. Oh, there's a lot of people listen to that. So. Yeah. Um Hopefully you uh
1: you'll find something new that you like in, in that one. Brilliant.
0: Definitely. Looking forward to it. Looking yeah. forward to it. I think yeah. you and I need to arrange to meet up when you come to Bristol sometime or when you're down Somerset Way, Wiltshire Way.
1: Yeah, um, so I do um, my uh, outlaws living um, quite near Cheddar. Right. Um, so I you know, I'll go to um, Western Supermare. There's a couple of records, good shops there, actually. Uh, for old stuff. Uh, but yeah, I do go into Bristol. Um, it's a shame that Rise is closed, but yeah. Got rough trade now instead. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to meet up with you. And in fact you've got a good record story, Newton Albert as well as well, haven't you? Yeah.
0: We're very yeah, lucky. Wouldn't
1: mind, yeah, wouldn't mind seeing that at some stage.
0: Well let's organise that and we've got another one, the Town Over Drift Records in Totnes as well.
1: So Oh right,
0: yeah. I've seen them on
1: um, I've seen them on advertising.
0: They have a festival each year, the um, Trying to, uh, its name escapes me at the moment but uh, yeah they have a, a music festival that they sort of curate and and they bring bands in
3: yeah they've got a label i think hasn't they as well
0: i believe so is there a
3: label yeah they record? think is not it think records oh dink that's yeah. It. yeah 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 or yeah. record shops are in on that aren't they yeah yeah david's is um Unfortunately,
1: when I, the ones that come out, I think, I don't know that band. I must be getting
0: old. If you go, Alan, I went. You know, if I ever go into drift records, I, I normally pick up some interesting stuff. But I only know twenty percent of the bands. It's not full of the Stones and the Beatles and 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 Meatloaf <laughs> and stuff. It's um, it, it's a yeah, it's, it's a it's a treat. You're, you're wading through fantastic vinyl that you don't really know, and you you have to play a few just to to make sure you on the right path
1: yeah i have picked out one that dinks I don't know. I'm yeah. getting old. i've got too many records i don't know what i've got yeah, yeah. Yeah, it The job is yeah. in alphabetical order
3: well
0: hopefully. i've
3: got this is our, uh, pick one hold on uh wasn't this one was that the slow readers club that's no i highly recommend that at the moment yeah And that very rare dink edition as well all right yeah i've heard of the slow readers club yeah uh, very. Sort of they've, been going, they've been going for sort of six or seven years, but they're they've just got in the top ten of the album charts with this one.
1: All oh, right. Yeah, it looks a lovely cover. I say they yeah. they, they always push the boat out in terms of quality. And um, oh yeah,
3: very nice. Pink splattered. Yeah. Right mm, <laughs>
0: yeah. Alan, relieve you yeah. to go and. a bit of googling see what you can find and uh, maybe during the lockdown you can get through some of those hundred albums that that you haven't opened up yet
1: yeah uh, it's a shame Um, some of them yeah i don't know whether i'll actually open some of them when i when i look at them now but yeah at some stage i've got to get around to got to get around you have got to be in the mood you've got to be in the mood i think just yeah uh, yeah i'll play that yeah oh good
0: Good. Okay, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna let you do that. We're gonna close. Uh,
1: yeah, nice, to, nice to meet you, Darren. Thank you, and you. Thanks for your time. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, thanks very much. And,
0: okay. uh, Have a good day, good. everyone. Stay safe. Yeah,
1: see you. Thank you. See you Bye. Safe Bye.